Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pipe It Up podcast. I am Tommy Coughlin. We are joined, of course, by my co-host, Jack Agner. We got another special guest in the building here next to me as well, who I will introduce in just a moment. And we got a call in as well from someone you may not expect. So it's going to be a good episode. Let's get into the intro. All right, here we are. We've made it to episode 62, another week in the books. Jack, how you been? How you been? We back and we back and we back. I'm doing well. How about you, Tom? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I had a pretty overall relaxing weekend. I really didn't do a whole lot. I kind of sat around like a loser, to be honest with you. But I, I think yep. I need that. I need one of those weekends. So I, I don't regret it, um, but I didn't do anything too exciting. I chickened out. I was going to go to Michigan State for Saturday for game day, but I did not go. Made a last second audible to stay home and be lame. Um, Chicken. You, anything eventful? Um, other than just watching way too much football, nothing really eventful. Um, it, I was just so excited for this day. I mean, we've talked about it, like you know, we've hinted at it a few times, but oh, just, just we had we had you know we had four TVs, everyone in my house down watching all the games. Red Zone, you know, the Lions obviously disappointing, but. Some would say they fought hard at the end. Hey, um, let me tell you something, Jack. Good teams win football games. Great teams cover the spread. And the Lions backdoor cover plus eight and a half. I mean, come on now. You can't you can't you can't be mad at the Lions for that, can you? You're no, you're you're absolutely right. I said that to my uh, my roommate who's a San Francisco San Francisco fan. I must have said that line fifteen different times to him because he was just rubbing in how his team won. I said, you guys are a good team, but you're, you might not be a great team. You might not be a great they didn't team. Cover. They, didn't cover. they didn't cover. So, yeah, it was good watching some football. Lions gave you the usual roller coaster of emotions that ends in heartbreak. Yeah, it ends in inevitable heartbreak every year. Yeah. So, but aside from that, to my right here is none other than the commissioner of the league, Kyle Schultz. Kyle, how you been? How you been, Tom? I just told you. I've nothing, been good. Nothing too exciting. Uh, just working, uh, sleeping, eating, running, walking. I, I, I've been all right. I had a moving, I had a moving. busy Saturday, that's for sure. So I was at the Michigan game. They started at 8 o'clock, and we started the tailgate over at the, the Michigan golf courses at about noon. So I had about seven, seven hours of tailgate, which made me really tired for Sunday. So I kind of had like a lazy Sunday watching football, obviously, mm-hmm. but... It was a good, relaxing weekend for me. That's good. You need those every once in a while, like I, I said. I took one, too. I'm trying to think of what I actually did. Friday night, We, me and you did some practice for the upcoming NWLA. Right. We got it. And then after that, what did I do? I don't think I... See, yeah. My, my aunt and uncle... I went to the boat Friday. Yeah, you went see, to the boat. See, this is what we boat. can do in the fall. We can live <laughs> it up because in the summer, dude, we are, we're gas. doing like three series a week in August. It's just brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't sleep I, on fall though you know i, I mean I love people fall. I love fall, fall is very underrated no that's what i'm saying i love fall and i i i, I winter has been growing on me as well i love winter bro. it's so calming see i'm the worst cozy i'm so picky i feel like i'm never happy in the present but summertime i'm complaining it's too hot it's too yeah. hot but then in the winter <laughs> you, can't, you can't do anything outside because it's too cold obviously so fall really is that's why fall is the best balance Fall really is the best uh, time. I probably agree. And spring, it sounds good on paper, but I feel like we uh, don't really get a lot of nice spring days. Uh, they're, they're rare. They're, they're spring a rare is, commodity. Spring is four in my power rankings. Yeah, spring is like, <laughs> you go from snow, and then you have like maybe a couple weeks of spring. That's kind of it. But fall here, we get a nice from September to like November, which there's some days that I've had or miss that are kind of hot, kind of cold. But for the most part, 
You get a couple solid months of great outdoor weather. Hoodie and jeans. Come on now. You know, another reason I like winter, Tommy, is because that's when a lot of the ideas for MLW are formed. You know what I mean? That's true. That's the, true. The stuff you see in the summer, a lot of it is created and the ideas are like talked about in like January, February, mm-hmm. like the Oklahoma series. Yeah. The video goes live August, what, 10th, mm-hmm. 2021. We, we talked about that in like February. Yeah. That that's like when it started. So that's why I kind of like winter. Down. Like that's when some exciting like ideas pop up. And like they obviously take it months is. and months to like actually get going. So that's why over these past couple of years, you know, you work with new sponsors and tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's when the the good stuff is actually, uh, you know, formed. Yeah. Of the I'm assuming. Go ahead, Jack. Kyle. Kyle, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like you're so busy during the summer. Like all of us are so busy that it's kind of tough to like come up with new inspiring ideas. But yeah. like once you get to like the fall and the winter, you're able to sort of decompress like review how the season went like what went well what didn't go well how you could improve so that's probably why like you get all those great ideas that pop up 100 percent. i actually after every single season i write down a list like on paper of all the things that i didn't like that happened and i write out some solutions that we can fix them or at least Mm -hmm. like how i can make my job easier like i had some editing stuff that i didn't like last year so i like laid out like what i need to improve on and um just like our tournament stuff too like i wanted more signage or i wanted Mm -hmm. The yeah. most unscuffed next year, like all these little things, all these little tweaks that I can't change during the summer because we're playing so many games. Um, you know, the off season is really when all these changes and all these tweaks happen. Yeah, that's that's kind of the problem. Is I mean, not really a problem, but I mean, I guess it, it's it's a it's a hindrance. Is like I mean, for the most part, it's still like Kyle doing the majority of the work by himself. So even when like a great idea or maybe even an opportunity comes up, like mm-hmm. Kyle doesn't really have the time to allocate to and like an outside project or a new development and then still produce a quality video every week so that's well, like the problem it's just like a regular sports league too you can't just like create a new mm-hmm. event during the season yeah like mlb's got their regular season probably planned out for next year already and they mm-hmm. have like all these next four years yeah like the london series they probably had that planned out for years so you can't mm-hmm. just like add it mid-year yeah so you have hard. to have like if you have like two tournaments like you have to have those on the schedule too because like there's teams traveling from like seven different states so you can't like create a tournament two weeks prior to like mm-hmm. when you're actually going to play it and expect people to show up from all around the country. So you need to have these things planned out way in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, True. yeah, I agree. It's hard. It is hard. And like like I said, opportunities do come up, but they can't always be executed on because of just the time crunch in the summer. But now we're at the point where um, like this is where the developments for stuff happening this winter, next spring, next summer, like all that can kind of actually be laid out and have some time dedicated to it because. Whereas beforehand, we're spending, you know, eight to 12 hours at the field every week. Those are now eight to 12 hours we can spend on just you know, thinking, just thinking and like, yeah, taking an exhale and actually like thinking about reviewing how, how an idea that we had like a five minute conversation on once. Now, how can we actually make that happen if we actually have time to do it? Right. So, right. So, oh, yeah. Oh, Kyle, I feel like we need to have you on. We've been doing the player interviews every every 10th yeah. episode, our decade episodes. I yeah. like we need to have you on for a full full hour, yeah. maybe episode 70. No, I'll be I, I'll take the time today. I'll take be on today. I'll be I'll be on. Oh, I got a, I got a great segment that I got planned for us. If you want to stay on today, it'd sure. be great. Well, we're also <laughs> gonna have, we're going to have Jordan Curdy call in <laughs> in a couple minutes here. King Curdy. Well, last, last week we spent a lot of time uh, trade talking. The trade was kind of, you know, that was the forefront of the league at, at the time, and that was the most important thing and most exciting thing happening at last week. But we didn't really, I mean, we touched on it, but we never got to really give Curdy his full his full shine for what an epic home run that was for that kid, his first of the year. So we're going to talk about Curdy's clutch home run with him that he had against the Diamondbacks. 
But the series that went up last Friday, which is very relevant as of right now, as Kyle Schultz is sitting next to me, was the Predators versus the Wildcats, a series in which the Wildcats won two out of three, clinching the number one seed in the American League once again. We've seen that time and time again in this league. So I'll talk about break down that series for us. All right, I'll break it down game by game. So first game, I thought I came out really sluggish. I made a horrible throwing error on like the first batter of the game. And then the next batter was crashing, hit a two-run home run. And I just it just felt weird. Like, we were sluggish and slow. Sailor wasn't even there. He was caught up in traffic. So that was just not Wildcat Wiffle Ball. They took that one pretty pretty easily from us. Um, and then game two, was, it, was, it might have been the game of our season. Um, because Sailor comes and hits a solo home run, and we win the game 1-0. Mm-hmm. And he Sailor. pitches a shutout. Like, mm-hmm. dude, he has a chance. Look at the stats right now. Bring him up on MLWWiffleBall.com. Uh, for everybody listening, he has the chance to lead the league in like ERA. I'm not even kidding. As a number two pitcher, like that's crazy. And he he doesn't feature many pitches. That's why I'm always the one. I'm so proud of this kid. Obviously, I'm always the one who announces. I hold this microphone so weird. I'm realizing looking at myself in Zoom now. I hold this microphone like a flute. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) from the side. Um, So, but again, it's the change of pace. No, the change change of style. It's, it's, but keeping hitters off balance. I literally when I I don't usually read the YouTube comments too much um but like the very first comment I saw this week was someone's like Tommy's always going crazy for Sailor's pitching and it's like the reason it blows my mind every time he goes out there is because like Kyle said he doesn't really feature anything it's something new we exciting we don't like, see it, we don't he, we've been doing this 12 years it's something that we haven't seen I I figure like after the first at bats it'll be dinger hit like another home run like He's literally just grooving in like these slow yes. rising. I think it might be. He, he has to have some late movement. I don't know what it is, but hitters just cannot adjust to it. That's why I'm back there behind the camera, like almost laughing, like yep. another strikeout for Nick Sailor because yep. I'm just like, how are people not hitting these? And I'm not dissing Sailor at all. Like the guy is getting out. No, so I was a guy who. I think um, he's doing something small that we, it's, it's hard to pick up on. So maybe like the arm slot or like extending his leg really far beyond the mound when he's throwing the ball or something, mm-hmm. something really like tiny where it makes a big difference. I think we just, I think that's what, I think Sailor's way smarter on the mound than we think. Well, the one thing, yeah. So first of all, he has real pitching experience like yes. baseball. So he's cracked. Like, he knows what he's doing. He speed. knows like how to attack hitters. Yes. So, like, he's got that, the mental part down, which is really important. And if you don't have like a baseball background, you may not understand like the, the chess aspect of pitching and how strategic it can be. But, the only thing that I could think of in terms of the physical pitching itself is that because he throws the ball fairly slow and it's like kind of a riser. So a lot of slower pitchers will have like the ball on a downward tra- trajectory because it's like gravity's taking the ball down on the way because it's a slower pitch. But because it's a riser, you think it's going to like fall downwards. It kind of like just stays on that flat plane the whole way in. Yeah. And like hitters, I swear, are swinging under the ball. And like people will take a lot of strikes against him too because it kind of just floats in there and they can't adjust and. Yep. I don't know. It just it always blows my mind that no one can hit him, and I, maybe yep. I'd struggle just as bad. All right, so that, that was game two. Yeah, um, we gave McGlade his first loss I think ever in MLW. Mm-hmm. So that was yep. another big thing, that, uh, big notable. And then game three comes around, and we just hit the crap out of the ball, and we win that what eight to one. I think I hit two home runs, was six for six at the plate, and I was throwing strikes, and we won that one pretty easily. So all around, proud of my squad. We were able to capture our fourth division title in the last five years. Um, Tommy, what were your thoughts um, kind of on like us getting to Cratch there, Cratch not, I guess, adjusting well to the speed limit and us taking advantage of that? Because I thought we did a really good job doing it. 
Um, yeah, I think, you know, like as an observer of the series, um, I think what Cratched didn't do a great job of and the Wildcats capitalized it, capitalized on it was he got pretty frustrated because it wasn't that bad. I think in the moment it probably felt worse. He probably had like two or three pitches that were ended up being balls that could have been strikes because of speed limit. So that was the most we've seen so far this year. Like that was the first player who like usually we'll have a guy who like goes out there and throws one. We'll get a warning. That's kind of it for the rest of the day. They kind of figure it out. But Cratch had some trouble adjusting there in game three. Maybe because his arm was looser than game one. I'm not really sure. But I think he got frustrated and that led to um, not his best performance moving forward. And the Wildcats were able to capitalize on that. So um, we say a lot how important the mental aspect of the game is and how you know it's this game it can be determined by one at-bat, one pitch. It's only a three-inning game. So I don't think Ryan did a good job of um, doing his best mentally moving forward, even though he had made some mistakes that hurt his team, but the damage kind of just multiplied on itself. Jack, I yeah. how much in that game? Well, I mean, just building off crash in game three, Kyle, you went six for six in that game. And obviously we know, you know, you're known as a consistent hitter, obviously one of the most consistent hitters in the league, but was there anything – you know, going into that game or going against Cratch that you felt really comfortable with? Or was this just kind of, you know, a game where everything just went your way? I think it's a mixture of both. I think a lot of it is me just seeing Cratch a lot over the past, like, three years in this league. Like, them being in our division, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've gained a lot of knowledge of what he throws to me, um, like first pitch or when he's trying to strike me out and stuff like that. So um, just, just some preparation from even some film work and stuff. Uh, and by the time we had, you know, four innings, five, five innings of seeing Cratch on that day, I, I was pretty confident I was going to hit anything he threw to me. And then, of course, after the speed limit, I think he like, he like, uh, what's the word? He, he backtracked too much. Mm-hmm. He, he, th- he threw a lot slower than he usually. Yeah, it's he, hard to make that small pitched. tweak. Yeah. It's like a couple miles per hour. So then like being trying to be conscious of it, that can make you throw maybe only 66 instead of throwing 71, 72, where you probably should be. Right. So that was probably. That's just a meatball. Right. Taylor had a, a big home run in that game. It, it really blew it open. It made it seven to one, I think. The three run homer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's just when, when he's hitting home runs and I'm hitting home runs, like we're, I, I mean, I, I try to be humble, but we're pretty unstoppable. When both I mean, between his, between Sailor's pitching and hitting, if there was a, if we had an award for best supporting yeah. player, like, I don't know who else gets it. Well, to right. be honest with you, I'm probably supporting Sailor more than he's supporting was, me this year. He's true. Like, well, well, I mean, I'm just saying because you are like the starting pitcher. Right, right, right. And, right. you know, you bat leadoff. Like, you're obviously, you know, more of a veteran in the league. It's your team. You're the manager. But, yeah. I know. You know, when I was there that day, and like I said, Sailor missed game one. He had trouble commuting. Got there game two. Hit the game-winning homer. Pitched the win. Game three gets another big homer. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, Norp is phenomenal, but we cannot ignore how good Sailor has been this past season. This 11 home runs, 29 last RBIs. Last year, he was a great hitter. This year, he's been a great hitter and a great pitcher on the mound. And that's just, uh, he's, doing it on, he's doing it in all aspects of the game right now. Hey, I still if, think if, Jimmy's if, a better defender, but I mean, Sailor's kind of tailing him for MVP right now. I'd say Sailor's number two in my mind and not by that much. Right. I was just going to say, if Norp sucks against the Mallards, then Sailor has a chance of he leading does. the league in home runs he and does. RBIs. Out of nowhere, it looked like North was wild. with this triple crown. He might not get that. I know. Sailor's just on a tear. He's just, I mean, he does swing and miss a lot if I had to say a bad thing about him. But when he connects, man, that ball, it's not staying in the ballpark. Right. I promise you that. 
you gotta swing it to hit it though you know what i mean tom you do he takes his he takes his big daddy hacks as we like to say so uh i mean yeah he deserves it for sure but all right well a tough one for the preds there's kind of that's some drama now building in MLW with the Preds are the Preds are at the mercy of the next series. Cobra's uh, magic. Cobra's magic always turns out to be a huge regular season, end of the season series, and uh, yeah, the Cobra or not the Cobras, the Predators are at mercy now with this whole at mercy, possible so. tiebreaker situation. They may not make yeah. it outright. I don't know. It's it's all crazy. It's a mess. I don't even have it straight in my head what's going on. I'll I'll just I'll just say this: when you guys hear this podcast, there will be an announcement post on our Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm all of our social media about like in the event of a three-way tie, the the criteria and the protocol that will occur um, to determine seating. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. It's going to be going to be nuts. There's a lot of reading to do. It's very informational. Yeah, have, get your readers on. Get your readers on. But all right, we're going to do a little, a little shift of gears here. Um, like I said, we kind of gave Curdy kind of the cold shoulder last week because focus was on Trevor because he got traded and there was a lot of hype and hoopla around that. Hoopla. And now Curdy... <laughs> who hit the biggest home run of his career, didn't get to share his thoughts to the fans and listeners of Pipe It Up. So let's give Curdy a ring here and just see how happy this kid still is from this epic moment in his life. That is pure joy. That so is remember pure that call. joy. Hello? Curdy, we got you. How you doing, man? Yeah. What's up, Tommy? How you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. So what I was telling the listeners here is that, you know, we kind of gave you the cold shoulder last week because, you know, you had you had an epic moment in MLW this season, uh, the favorite moment of the year so far for many of our fans. But, you know, we had Trevor on the show, who is now your teammate, because, you know, there's a lot of hype around Trevor and the trade and stuff like that. But I really wanted to get your thoughts on what went down at the Meadows um, a few weeks ago against the Diamondbacks. Can you just kind of break down the moment in your head when you connected with the ball and hit your first home run. Just break down the whole entire play, your thought process, and then, you know, actually hitting the home run. All right. So I saw North go in. I was like, all right, that, that's not the greatest sight I've seen all day. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason struck out. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and I, go, I go to the plate. I'm like, all right. If he throws a slider, you're swinging. If he doesn't, if he doesn't throw a slider, you're just going to sit there with that uh, bat on the shoulder, you know? Really wasn't the most confident at the moment, <laughs> but I decided, like, you know what? We need to buck up here. You know, need to buck up. let's go. <laughs> I, I haven't really done much this year. You know, I had a couple like good plays in the field. You know, a couple hits, but I need I needed a moment. And I was like, if the slider comes, you're swinging no matter what. And I, he had a he threw a slider to me, but it was it was inside by a mile. But he still hit the pipe. I'm like, all right, good start. And he threw two balls, and then I saw it. I saw the slider. I'm like, all right, you're, you're swinging. I swung. I hit the bat, and I, and I kid you not, this is what happened. Hit the ball. It was going over the fence. Then darkness. Just <laughs> 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 blackout. Pure, pure darkness. I'm at second base. And then I'm rounding second base, darkness. <laughs> rounding third. And then I, I, I'm looking at home plate. I just want to touch all the bases. And I hit home plate. I, I kind of black out again. Don't really remember. Then I remember just pushing Swanson in the, in the, in the chest. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that. And had you ever met Swanson prior to that day? Uh, I have when, like, Jordy and all them were all, like, doing the Trent and Train thing for, like, okay, uh, okay. 
But I ne- but I've seen him. I never said a word to him. So yeah, because I, I saw you like getting hype with him, and I was like, wait, do they even know each other? Yeah, I yeah, thought that was really are, like, funny. Best friends there. No, no. <laughs> and a moment like that, you're just excited to celebrate with anybody. Yep. Oh, it was fantastic. I oh I I had to use the Mother's Day bat on him too. The Mother's Day bat. I don't think that the fans aren't really in tune with the history of the Mother's Day bat, but uh, it's it's a special it's a special stick out here at the Meadows for sure. Oh, it's fantastic! But yeah, that was easily a top five moment of my life. Not even, not even a question. Wow! And the fact that I just can see it on repeat is just also fantastic. As yeah, well. you you love it when the best moments are filmed, right? Oh, they're fantastic! <laughs> just go back and watch that on loop over and over again. Well, no, hey. You've been you've been grinding out your ABs all year long, and I give you credit for going in there. You get your you get your base knocks. You give your team a great effort, and people don't understand the importance of moments like that. You very well could have just saved the magic from missing the postseason with that dinger. Yeah, that I that didn't really hit me until like after the fact, and then I remember talking like Jason and Jack and Swan, and then we were just talking about that. I'm like, wow, that. I'm like, you would have to like sweep the Cobras if we didn't win that. Yeah, that was huge. Now it's just like, now it's just a better shot. So hopefully we just get two on the Cobras now. Uh, Really excited for that series. Mm -hmm. I've asked this to guys in the past too, but I wanted to hear it from you as well. Um, It's, it's our league still has a, we're a very competitive league is getting more and more talented. We still have a pretty wide variety of, skill levels i mean even myself i wouldn't consider myself near a top tier player as well but you know i gotta go out there and put in my uh, ab's and try to grind things out but talk about and this is no disrespect to you at all i know i know you and i don't think you'll take this the wrong way but as a guy who you know that was your first home run of the season and you like you know you haven't had a lot of success and in a game that's even harder than baseball to hit you know there's so much failure in wiffle ball especially for when you're struggling and stuff like that talk about just like keeping your mind in the right state to even hit a home run like that and like what you've gone through, I guess, mentally um, throughout your, I wouldn't call them struggles, but you know, you've been, it's not like you're absolutely raking out there. Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's just, it's just having fun, you know, just, just going out there and just playing. Cause I saw Jason and them, they all played last year. I'm like, you know, like we played in the summer before I was like, I really want to play. It's just the fun aspect, man. Really, I, obviously, I'm no star in the league. I'm a, I'm a role player. I know my role. Uh, I try to play my role, and just just focusing on the ball is just—it it is tough, you know. I, when I saw uh, what was it? Who was it? It was Crash. That was my first at bat of the year, and that was possibly the most terrifying moment of my life. I'm not kidding, because just. To seeing how much the ball moves when you're in the box compared to like on like when you're watching on YouTube, it's it's crazy how like how much it moves and how like quick you have to like react. But just just making contact with it is just fun in general. And let alone hitting the homer. Just I really just wanted to hit it like right off the middle. Hopefully get over Jimmy, and like just trying to have like Chadwick or Jack. I forgot he was on second. No, it was Jack. Yeah, Jack was on second. I just wanted him to like score so at least like have him up and maybe hit like a dinger, but it, it was just a crazy moment in general. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you your dinger. That was no cheap shot. That was a bomb. You got all that yeah. ball for sure. That was a piece. <laughs> Chris literally called me, I think the other day. He's like, dude, that was a bomb. He, he's like, <laughs> he's my biggest fan of it. And I, I honestly watched that homer like once, at least once a day. 
and people on my track team are getting like annoyed of it, but I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like this is this. Hey, is don't sweet. don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Appreciate those good moments. Chase them. Chase more of them. Oh yeah. Jack, were you proud of Curdy in that moment? I was so proud. I um, you know the 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 fans don't see like we talked about this before, right? Um, where you got to make decisions on who's coming to the game, whose feelings you might potentially hurt. And uh, there were games where I told Jordan, you know, you might not be playing in this game, but I'd love to have you here. And every every time he had that opportunity, he'd show up. And finally, awesome. you know, he got his opportunity. Oh, bro, that's that's so cool. Like, yeah, the way Jordan buys in like that, that's that's honestly so cool to see. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely bought in and finally, you know, got his recognition. And I would say to Jordan, if if he's ever feeling like he's in a slump, all you got to do is just pull up that video and and remember that. Remember that moment. Remember that bomb. Remember your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. That, that video always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> had exams a little tough. Uh, pulled up the video. Yeah, it was a good day. Dude, I, I had people in the comment section saying how inspirational that home run was. And people were literally had, had tears in their eyes and had, were tearing up a little bit. How does that make you feel, Jordan? That is that. That's just crazy to hear in general. <laughs> you know, like, like just, just hitting like you know, what, you know what I mean though. Just like it's, a, it's a wiffle ball. I'm just hitting it over a fence, and people are like crying. That's and, the power of sports. <laughs> the power of sports. It, it is. It is actually just insane. And just having people, because I had a couple. I've never had like a DM by like a fan before. I have a couple so far, and probably a lot from so, girls too. It's so what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Uh, yeah, it's a little tough. Uh, con- that's a conversation for another day. But, <laughs> oh, pretty um, <laughs> back on maybe for the little episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> conversation for. Uh, hey, I'm single too, man. Day. It's all good. And it's, it's tough out here, but. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, uh, but no, it, it is. It is crazy, man. Uh, it is crazy. Just. People just putting King Curdy in the comments and stuff. It's no, I love it, dude. I love it so much. That's that's what the that's the best part of wiffle ball. And like I've said this many times, but as the league grows, it gets more competitive. Sometimes you lose moments like that where like that's what we're rooted in is just friends going out there playing against each other in some friendly competition. And you know, moments like that are born where like it's actually inspirational. Like that kind of stuff is crazy. It is, it is crazy. Uh, I trained, I trained, I probably changed my stance a good three, four times this year already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just kind of just sick. I'm definitely sick with that stance for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. I'm not changing anything with that, but that, that whole series is going to be in the back of my head or the front of wherever it's going to be known. Yeah, absolutely. Body. Especially if that, especially if you guys make it to the playoffs, that'd be huge. And hopefully Trevor can help you do that. But maybe Curdy will hit another clutch dinger and send them back to the yep. postseason. Stay we'll tuned. See. Stay tuned. So, Jordan, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, once you, again, congratulations. Soak up the moment. Continue to enjoy it, and uh, hopefully, there's more like that in the future. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. All right. Talk to see you, later. you, Jordan. Thanks, dude. Yep. Peace. I gotta say it. What a great guy. You know. What a great guy. That's Legend. Quote. Now, if I don't say that, they'd be like, "Oh, that that guy might he must suck." Tom, let's not. Yeah. Work. But no, Curdy actually is a genuinely pretty good dude. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know Curdy too well, though. I really don't. I've talked to him at the field from time to time, but you know, usually we're pretty busy running around at the field. 
I think yeah. I went to Chili's with him once. I think he's a Chili's guy. But, he is a chill guy for sure, and definitely a Chili's guy. guy. Probably um, chill at Chili's. Yeah, I should mention that I really should probably thank the guy sitting next to you, Tom, for even having Jordan on my team, um, mm. as well as Chadwick, because when I, I mean, I don't get, I'm not around really in the fall, or I haven't been in past years, and so it's uh, it's tough for me to really see. I'm like an insider for the magic. You can yeah, Kyle's like my little insider agent because he lets me, you know, he gives it to me straight, tells me what players are good, what players, you know, could be good fits or wouldn't be good fits. And between Kyle's recommendation for Jordan and also Jason, obviously being friends with him and, and recommending him as well. Um, I took a shot on him and I'm glad I did, obviously. I love how you say Kyle gives it to you straight. That was funny. I think when <laughs> I told you about, I think when I told you about Curdy in the spring, I was like, "Look, Jack, I don't think he's the most talented kid, but he can get on base. And for one thing's for sure, he's going to show up. And that's what the yeah. matter. They need players. So I'm like, this kid is dedicated. He's going to show up to your games. So I mean, he was even showing up when I told him he probably wasn't going to play. Yeah, and no, he showed up. No, so no, like, that's really good. If that doesn't say like that says it all right there. I think I need to. I need to go break some bread with Curdy. Take him out to dinner. Get to know the guy. Sounds like he's having. <laughs> I need to take him out to dinner. Yeah, babies. We gotta have a pep talk and uh, get get it together. This guy sounds like a great guy. He needs needs need some guidance. Get him some one liners, maybe some pickup lines. Yeah, punch lines, yeah. You know, he's got charisma. I think he just needs a little push. I think he's got he's got it. You know, you can't really put it. Somewhere yeah, somewhere. he's got it. Seems like a nice dude. Yeah. But all right, let's take a small break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it is now time for today's Q of the Day. Q. 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 Q of the Day. For today's Q of the Day, question comes on Instagram from Paul Rubino. His handle is paulrubino825. If you'd like to submit a question of your own for Pipe It Up to take a look at, please send them on Instagram to at pipeitupmlw. Paul may or may not be a repeat Q of the day, or he submits a lot of questions and he submitted a couple good ones. And uh, I also wished him a happy birthday, I think a couple weeks ago as well. So once again, Paul, happy birthday. Thank you for all the questions and thank you for listening. Um, he's got a couple here. I'm going to go with, I think we've talked about this before and it's kind of a cliche question, but I think it's always interesting. And I, I always like talking about food personally, so I feel like it can never hurt. Um, he asks, what's your go-to gas station snack? A classic question that we've seen on the internet youtube from time to time so uh Jack, yeah why don't you go ahead and talk about that so my gas station snack pretty much anytime i walk into a gas station i'm also going to give a beverage because i think it's very important oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um but i actually have one right here it's the unsweetened um black tea from pure leaf that's like 100 percent a lock i'm buying that Lock. No matter, no matter. And honestly, a lot of times they don't have it because everyone else is already on the same wave. Popular. Right? Um, and it's the one item sold out. So that would be the drink. And then as far as the snack, I mix it up. And I think this might get cause some controversy, mm -hmm. controversy. But 
I'm a Funyun guy. I, kinda, I I like Funyuns. I like them a lot. I I even though I kind of feel gross while eating them slash after eating them, but oh yeah, Funyuns are bomb. They're really dude. Good. They're really good. I am like underrated. I feel like they're old. Like I feel like younger kids now like don't even try them because they're just like oh the bag like I, I don't know. I just feel like their marketing is just like oh it looks old. You know what I mean? It looks outdated. I'll be honest. It looks outdated, but it's still fire. It's yeah, dude. You can't beat a good product. I mean. A product like that kind of just sells itself, I think. I mean, I know you should yeah. have your marketing, but I say you got to have the, the the number one priority in business is you got to have a good product, and they got a good. That's product. true. And I was That's true. I was the same way. I think I had a, a grudge against them for no reason. You know, as a child growing up, I saw kids eating funnies. I'm like, oh, what are those? That looks gross. Yeah. And someone talked me into it when I was probably like third or fourth grade. You know, I'm in I'm in my 11, 12, 13 years old here. I've lived a lot of life already never had a Funyun mm-hmm. and I had one Funyun. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been sleeping on Funyuns. So yeah. Yeah, you realize I, what you're missing. I know. For myself, um, I really, it's hard to say I have a go-to because I'll go in a couple different directions, you know what I mean? But I guess if I'm going in right now, it's kind of late at night, so I'm looking maybe for some sugar if I'm on a drive or something like that. I need to fill up the car. I need something a little sugary, but also maybe a little bit filling as well. So I'll probably go with a 99 cent Arnold Palmer. You know what I mean? Just the classic, nice. classic uh, what is it? Arizona half lemon, yeah. half iced tea, Arnold Palmer. You can't, you can't beat those. I've always been a big fan of that. Maybe not the easiest thing to drink while driving because it's out of a can and it's a big can with a big opening, but that's the direction I'm going to go in. Um, I drank a dangerous amount of those while studying at, at Michigan State it's for some late They're night. They're good. Uh, They're usually, good. Usually I'm a water guy, but when I need some sugar, I'll go with those. I don't do energy drinks. Um, so we'll go with the tall Arnold Palmer. Then uh, I'm probably going to go with a full-size can barbecue Pringles. That's kind of what I'm feeling that right now. That was my answer. Oh, I took That's it a off lock. the pile. Barbecue they're, Pringles they're really and a like, cool blue Gatorade. That's to be, me. To be honest, the barbecue Pringles, really like it's not like they're an amazing like a flavor burst or anything. They're just a solid chip. And I feel like I could eat them they all. Are. I really get sick of them. They're not like overpowering. You don't really get too bad of breath afterwards. Nothing on your fingers, really, for the most part. Just a good snack, you know what I mean? I was allowed to bring one snack on our family trip to the Grand Canyon, hiking down there, and I brought barbecue Pringles. Barbecue Pringles, they're a solid, they're they're a solid Pringle. A lot of Pringles are good Pringles. And if I had to throw in a candy into there as well, um, I've already given the shout-out to the Hershey's Cookies and Cream multiple times, so I'll, I'll move on to something yep. different. I'll say Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces I like a lot. I know Kyle can't peanut butter. But, so I'm going to the gas station right now, a local a local Sunoco maybe, maybe a Mobile, maybe a BP. I'm grabbing myself an Arnold Palmer. Reese's Pieces bag and a can of barbecue Pringles. Now I'm good to go for another five hours on the road. I think an honorable mention for me, which we're probably going to disagree on this because you said you don't get anything on your hands really with the Pringles, mm-hmm. but I'm a real sucker for flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> real sucker for Dude, those. I, something about them. I don't even like them, no. but, I, I, but, but I like if I have a bag of them, I'm eating the whole bag. Like, once I stop, oh, yeah. because like, I feel like it kind of, when you take another bite, it kind of like, you get the flavor burst and less spice for a second, but then the spice creeps back in, so you got to eat another one. The next oh, yeah. You know, your stomach is in Not shambles. You've eaten a whole bag of flaming Hot Cheetos, and your breath is – you have dragon breath. You're breathing literally literal flames, and uh, whoever's around you're you. You're right. There, there is something addicting about it. Same, same goes with just the regular nacho cheese Doritos. I find myself in that same situation. Those are actually taste good, though. Where I know, where it's just kind of like – <laughs> you're two minutes in and you you've eaten the whole ba- like half the yeah, bag and you just keep going. You, you can't stop eating Doritos. Those are my favorite all-time chip, but 
not necessarily like a, a driving chip because like I said, finger residue is kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's and a red flag. Yeah. Pringles, I can just like slap the lid on it and you know pace myself one chip at a time. It's just consistent. So you got a big can of Arnold Palmer next to a big can of Pringles. Absolutely. Unique shape right. too. Where else can you get that shape? Pringles are just solid. I could vibe with that. They Lays, gotta have a patent on that chip. Lay's has a knockoff, the Lay's stacks, not nearly as good. Nope. Let's, let's be real here. Not nearly as good. All right, let's pick this back up. Kyle, we got Kyle on the show today. I didn't expect this, but I've had a segment in mind that I wanted to talk with him for a while. And Jack and I can get on this too a little bit, but I want it to be more business focused, more YouTube channel focused, more YouTubery type things. So I want Kyle to, without spoiling anything coming up, I want Kyle to break down the top three most stressful moments of his administrative processes in the 2021 season. All right. So I have three, but I also have three honorable mentions. Okay. And a lot of these have to do with like natural disasters or stuff that's way out of my control, which kind of sucks. But first one is, um, so when we headed down, when we headed down to the Midwest slugfest on that Friday, the rain forecast for that Saturday looked unbelievably bad Mm -hmm. to the point where I thought we were going to have to cancel the entire Saturday and like, you know, rip off all these people and only play on Sunday and everybody's gonna be sad. But thank goodness that Saturday morning, everything cleared up. It and never we, rained. It was we, the weirdest never thing. rained. And it was the luckiest thing ever. But I was super stressed out on that Friday. Like we went to get like ice cream and stuff. And we like acted like we we're all happy. I mean, you guys probably were. But in my head, I was like, oh, my God, well, we, me, you and your dad had already discussed like the whole entire rain out. Like, yeah, we went through the whole. Protocol. Yeah, we went through the whole protocol already. We had we were ready to. We were pretty much ready to send it out like as soon as we woke up in the morning. And we woke up and it was like so lucky. looking like maybe two hours of rain. We're like, oh, we can get through this. And then as the morning went on, it was cloudy, but I don't think I felt a single drop of rain. Okay, so that's why that's an honorable mention is because nothing actually yeah. came of that. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is just the whiffle and the mitten in the heat in the dome was pretty stressful. Just mm-hmm. trying to coordinate everything when it's like 90, 95 degrees mm-hmm. in the dome for the whiffle and the mitten. Plus your team played pretty late. Into I know. It. I got all the way to the Sunday. I played like the maximum amount of games you can. So mm-hmm. like I was really tired. Um, and then for the Diamondbacks Predators YouTube video, I had to grind that out in like three days because uh, we left for Oklahoma on the Wednesday. Um, and obviously, like I have a whole like setup now at our house where mm-hmm. I can't like edit on the road. So I had to get that out before we left on a Wednesday. And bro, I, I Wednesday and Thursday and Friday usually like that's when I really grind out these videos to get them up on Friday. So I had to when the previous video went live um, on the on the previous Friday. I edited Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and finished it up Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. it, so it was a lot of consecutive days of editing. Um, That's only an honorable mention. Yeah. And wow. I, I don't think I slept we had to leave for the airport really early if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think I slept that early. Uh I wanna say it was like yeah, like a six AM. We left at six. Yeah, I so I, I probably like scheduled the upload at like three AM that night and then didn't sleep and then just kinda like got on the car with you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's an honorable mention. Top three. Most stressful moments of our summer, <laughs> at least on my end. Drum roll, please. Number three, I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I'm gonna go with the the rain out Detroit Tigers meet and greet night, because I was all excited. We were all excited, um, and we got to Comerica Park, and the the second we get there, it just starts downpouring, and we can't even get in the stadium and do their meet and greet with our fans. Yeah, that was so they had to push the meet and greet to the next day when they did like the little double header. But it sucked because there's people that couldn't come the next day and we kind of had to like, um, I don't know, just make 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 do with what we had the next day. There were still some people that came out and met us, which is fun. Yeah. But we, it, it, we, were, we, but we were looking forward to like a Friday night. It was going to be like a sold out Comerica Park. There'd be a lot of fans in attendance. We're playing the Astros, like a mm-hmm. good team in town. And it got rained out. So I was pretty bummed, but it was it was fine. I think 
I think I actually met up with somebody at the restaurant we were at. You did. That was not going to be able to go the next day. And like, I was like, just come up. We're at this place, like just a mile south of the stadium. Like, mm-hmm. we're eating dinner right now. Just come take pictures. And they did. So I think those were the some of the fans that weren't able to come the next day that still were able to meet us, which is really cool. But that was still a kind of stressful day. Yeah, I agree. It was it was unfortunate. It was kind of like the tournament in Illinois. We saw the rain. We're yeah, like but this hoping, one actually hoping, and this one did this one not just, miss. Just Do- destroyed Detroit. Direct hit. Direct hit. <laughs> it was so bad. It had to have been some purple flooding, on the, purple it was on the radar. So bad. That was the day where there were cars stuck in yeah. the road due to flooding. There was someone on a jet ski on I ninety four. There's a yeah. video on Twitter. <laughs> 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 it was really funny. All right, second one, and you have you. This is pretty stressful for you too. Is but All Star Day. Oh yeah, just another day that was just rainy, muddy. So many things to coordinate. Two so like bro. There's a mosquitoes, lot of things we have mosquitoes. to do on All Star Day. Like yeah. these are two videos that are very impactful on our summer and our season and our business in general. And we have mm-hmm. to do all of that in like just a matter of like you know three four hours. And it was a lot. We were there from like one till nine but like, it was a long but like day. actual like the gameplay like it, know, it's yeah. it's not a lot of time so the preparation you, it needs to be precise it needs to be thought out well in advance and like making those targets and mm-hmm. like i want to say we it had been like an hour an hour and a half delay of what we planned just because like we try to get all those targets set up the rain was so annoying and the bugs got so bad afterwards. i think in like the third inning of third inning of the all-star game we had to completely tear up the mound and get some new dirt in there it was yeah. raining the entire game mm-hmm. and what sucks is we can't like do our best job filming because we yeah. have to have umbrellas over all the cameras mm-hmm. and it's hard to get all of them like mobile. Um, so that's probably what I, I, I have a cool story to plug in right there too. I'll um, put that, I'll put that in number. We two. were supposed to date fun fact for you guys. Uh, Pocket yeah. radar. I was supposed to, I was the one to work with that company and I like as an incentive to get it here for them. I was like, yo, if you get it here before this day, we can include it in our all-star game and it'll get a lot of views. It'd be a great debut for the product. So I like incentivize that for them. They get it here on time. I was like, wow, they delivered. This is awesome. And then it rained all day, so I couldn't even use it because I didn't want to get water damage and ruin the product on the first day. So I was like, oh, this sucks. But as a consolation, you guys may notice, we hung a Pocket Radar banner in right field. So that way they at least yep. got some kind of um, you know, screen time there in that video. So that was what we did to make up for it. Cool story. All right. So then number one is just me trying to edit and get up this Oklahoma series video. Um, I, I think I talked about it like two or three weeks ago on the podcast, maybe even like the week of, I, of mm-hmm. when I edited it. But Okay, once again, the power goes out and I'm left trying to edit this video with a generator and like extension cords and like hotspots mm-hmm. from our car. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the biggest videos of our entire YouTube careers. <laughs> and I was literally up during a, a severe thunderstorm, unbelievable amount of lightning Yeah, all throughout the night. I mm-hmm. felt like I'm in some horror movie and I'm editing this super long video, like a, a very, like it, like my other videos, I have like a like a, a very structured way of going about these things, but like I'm I'm getting footage from so many different places and there was like segments between mm-hmm. the videos were, and there was good. there was just so many things that were new to me. So like it took longer than normal as it is. Mm-hmm. But to add on like a, a power outage on a day where I was supposed to get all my work done, it set me back like seven or eight hours to the point where mm-hmm. we could finally get this generator going and like everything hooked up in the wires, like all my computer on some like other you know, outlet. Mm-hmm. So I got that. As he exhales, thinking about it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't sleep that night either. I think I got that video done at 11 a.m. and I like had to get all these posts up. You know, like you guys see on the Instagram. And I, I like, think you took a nap and we had to play that night, or someone had to play. I think. Oh, right? I did. It was the. I think it was me. 
It was you. Or it was magic. Yeah. Was magic Cobras. Oh, that was a big. Okay. So guys, too. if you see me tired in the video <laughs> in like yeah. two weeks, just know that that was probably my worst. I was coming off my worst night of my life or just like my most sleepless night. But he ever. got a nap, which was good. I think so. Yeah, you did. I already told me. So you like, I remember Russell, hours. Russell stopped by. He was there just to watch the game and he, he went up to me. He's like, how are you doing Schultz? I was like, to be honest with you, Russ, I'm not doing so good. I didn't sleep last night. Zero, uh, zero minutes of sleep. Uh, Russell, gotta love the kid. So that you, you said like you, you said like you felt like you were in a horror movie, but that plot could actually be like a YouTube horror movie, like YouTuber horror. Like that was like that's like every uh, yeah, YouTuber's you worst a, nightmare. You could write a skit about that power going. Yeah, out, like a day or two before the upload day. Like, and the the thing was, um, we. I, I was uh I was going to Minnesota um oh the wedding the week the next weekend so I, I it's not like I could edit on Friday so I really needed to get this up on that Wednesday or Thursday because I was leaving the state um mm-hmm. on that Friday and I mean and when you're a YouTuber you cannot miss a scheduled day mm-hmm. like consistency is the biggest thing and when you miss one Friday I've talked about this a bunch of times like the doubt creeps into viewers heads of like oh they missed it once so they're gonna miss it again um so i'm all about consistency there's there's no doubt in my mind or at least i like to think that there's there's not gonna be a video up on uh, every single friday so I, it, it it was out of the question i needed to get the video up on friday and i did well thank you for sharing those stories my heart rate's increased by at least eight beats per minute just listening <laughs> just listening in uh jack you, you've become more involved in some of the administrative processes of mlw have you had any stressful encounters this year or not too bad yet um you know honestly like doing this podcast is pretty stress-free i feel like it's just you know casual conversation i thought you were gonna say what i was like i feel like we're no do you guys know how this is for me this is so yeah this is great i mean i will say like i don't do the editing for the podcast and that's that's on tommy so that's probably the most stressful part about it is getting it up on that deadline but i mean other than that like uh, just getting hounded by mosquitoes while i'm trying to like film with an iphone like that that's probably the most stressful thing i've done or like trying to put up the signs before the series <laughs> like it's not really that big of a deal i mean like yes i've been more involved but not to the point where i'm pulling all-nighters and then announcing a series the next day so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i had I've had my fair share of highs and lows this year for sure, but nothing like crazy where I'm like, oh, I was stressed out. Okay, all-star day I was stressed out, but I've already told that whole story of how the whole, I lost the phone in the attic, then we got locked out of the phone, and I had to go back home, and the banners, like, I've already told that story. So that was yeah. cool. But yeah, my number one downfall, and the piping up listeners are probably sick of hearing it by now, was, was the mosquitoes this year. I mean, it had to have been like a health hazard, the amount of bites I got. Like I looked like I was a, a paintball massacre victim a couple times. Like it was just, it was bites everywhere. Like how do they get under your shirt? Or like, do they bite you through your shirt? But like my whole back is covered in mosquito bites. I've never, I've never personally had something that I would consider like a panic attack, but that's the closest I've ever come. I think was when I just like walked through this horde of like 150 mosquitoes no, and bad. I look like instantly I, all of them are like attacking me, and I actually like freaked out. If someone was watching us play from afar, not knowing the conditions, the mosquitoes, they'd probably think that I'm clinically insane. I'm yeah, like, like schizophrenic or something. In the yeah, in the Tommy, neck you talk you every like, five seconds. You dude. verbally like get into these mosquitoes, well, bro. Dude, I, no. I always want to be like Tommy. It's happening to everybody. Just yeah, chill out, I, dude. I swear to God, they like me but more. Every I'm not five seconds, you. they'd be like, "Oh, dude, another one!" And it'll dude, slap they, his arm. 
I, I have scars. Like I, I, I actually would like scratch myself to the point of bleeding on my legs, and I now have scars from this summer. People <laughs> who don't know me from the league, like personally, like we've hung out a couple times, or like at least like gone out to eat or something in, in a relaxed or chill environment, probably don't like me because I'm usually complaining about sweating or I'm complaining about mosquitoes. One of the two things. Yeah. Mosquitoes. I'm, I'm sorry, but like I was getting eaten alive. I'm getting massacred out there. I'm getting. You need to get you a hazmat. Physically, suit. it was bloodshed. I have blood all over my legs. I'm gonna keep slapping. Yeah. They already got me. It's too late. The itchiness is not a is not a problem. The physical bites, like, it's not like it's painful or anything like that. It's literally, I'm like, I'm getting bitten by so many mosquitoes. This cannot be healthy. Test your manhood out I'm there. I'm getting 15 to 20 bites. It's a war three zone. Three times a week. I mean, come on now. But I mean, yeah. And we we come with like we have bug spray, and it's just it doesn't matter. Tommy said that Tommy's said he's never been happy after putting on bugs. He said he's never said these words. Wow, I can't believe I put on bugs right. That was great. I have never been like this. True, incredible. Yeah, I've never been satisfied That's your quote with, right bug, there. with a with a cutter product, <laughs> a off product, any off brand product. I've never been like this is a bug spray. I would be happy to purchase again and recommend to my aunt. If off comes, if off comes to us with a sponsorship uh, offer, would you take that? Or are you declining them right away? I'm declining. I I, I need a product <laughs> that I can stand behind so that way. If Tom doesn't support it, he can't. He can't put the banner up. What? What's the? Yeah. What? What price is it gonna have to take for a ban- off banner for I'm you not, to accept I'm it? I'm not a sellout. For you to get behind them, get, send me a new product. Give me a new formula. <laughs> Do something because this is not working. <laughs> uh, off. What if? What if off came? What? If, what if someone from off came and like did like a like mosquito fog thing? So yeah, at the meadows. We need to fog. We've never done that. If they did that. Yeah. That's worth a banner. I will pay for the fogging out of pocket myself next year for the whole league. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's that expensive, but um, off. Listen to this, guys. Talk about just being a horrible company. (laughs) (laughs) Off sells a candle, okay? And my aunt bought it. We had it lit up north at the kitchen or at the countertop outside. It looked like kitchen countertop we have outside. And we're like, God, the mosquitoes are still terrible. This, this thing doesn't work. I'm like, yep, no bug sprays work. I'll, I'm ranting, you know. I, I look at the packaging. It just says, does not repel. Like, it's not a repellent. It's just an off-brand mosquito. It's like off, like OFF exclamation point. That brand. Like, What is know. the... I don't know. So it's just a candle? It's just a candle. What? what? Sick what? person <laughs> thought that was a good idea. They're just duping all their customers. Yeah, that's a dupe. A complete bamboozle. I mean, that is a scheme. It's a get rich quick scheme. That's like, well, I don't, I can't compare that to anything else. I mean, that's like, I, I don't know what else to say. You are a mosquito and insect repellent company. Why does your candle not repel insects? Or why don't you spend less time making candles and more time making better bug spray? Bug spray that works. We need some more violent someone, ingredients on these, someone, on these literally, uh, repellents. I will pay you. That's the problem. If someone out there is listening, of the 2,000 listeners, there's not many people out there out of the whole, what is it, 200 million in the U.S. almost? A lot of people in the U.S. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I agree, Jack. I think that's the problem. We need some so, more severe ingredients in well, these yeah, repellents. So that's, that's the issue. Climate debate. I don't want to get into that. But Let's if someone, some out there, on the pod. someone out there is listening Send and us, has if you have a, any affiliations with if you have a insect repellent that you are satisfied with <laughs> i will literally pay you a commission fee every time i buy the product if i like it i will continue to buy it i'll send you 50 cents on venmo every time for the rest of my life it's so, <laughs> lifetime contract literally here's the issue somebody, tom somebody please endorse the midwest mallards 
God. Here's the here's the issue. It's it's how it's how committed are you to solving your need now and putting your future needs or hazards aside. The main ingredients in bug spray is D, oh. right? So off off is probably using what like maybe twenty five like thirty percent D. Not enough. Not it's not doing anything. <laughs> Trust me, you can buy bug spray that is like ninety five percent D. And oh, it works. Trust me, Tom. It works. Trust me. Let me tell you, this is not a. We don't we don't talk about politics on this podcast, but let me tell you, if it works, man, I mean, I don't know. Maybe was it cancer causing? Bad for the yeah, environment? He is not good for you. Yeah, it's not good for you. God, I just need something that keeps the bugs off me, man. Because I can't even like long sleeves won't work. They bite me through my shirt. They bite me through the clothes. Hazmat suit. That's your only option. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we should just get like a beekeeping company to sponsor us. We can just all walk around in like bee suits. You look like you're from like ET. If I could get an air conditioner, yeah. it wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd do it. I don't care how stupid I look. But uh, Or we should just release like a ton of spiders that's at the meadows. Need a, yeah. Someone with spiders to just. Or bats. Bats. Yeah, bats. I'll do bats, not spiders. Yeah. Bats would kind of be cool. That would be a little bit of a. Like ambiance as the sun's going down, there's bats flying around us. Spooky. Bats are spooky. I don't like how low bats like have you ever like thrown up a pair of socks at a bat and they like swoop down at it? It's a cool thing. Oh yeah. My dad always have, we kids and we thought it was cool, but unlucky we didn't die or get rabies. You've seen that viral YouTube video with the the Irish like the Irish guy and the bats like flying around in the house. I don't think so, but it sounds. Oh, like- you gotta look at the. Oh, I'll find the video to you, Tom. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Speaking of, speaking of animals, one thing I wanted to touch on: Did you guys watch the video of the cat at the Miami Stadium? Yep. Where, yeah. Hard Rock Stadium. That's that hilarious. It it's where it's where Miami, like you, the U, plays their games. Yeah. At Hard Rock Stadium. That is where. It yeah. Works. First of all, what I wanted to comment on is number one, how do cats get into situations like that? But number two, did you guys notice which people were kind of talking about in the comments, but not enough when I was reading through the replies? That guy who like got the cat and like held it up, I'm pretty sure he got absolutely obliterated by the cat. Like it looked like oh, it was pro- most definitely. It, was, it looked very painful, and he like suffered through it and was just holding it up. Dude, he held him up like he was Simba. It was Lion a Lion King. King moment. That was like a scene of a movie, dude. Like the thing, <laughs> he holds it up. Everyone's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just a small, the small wins in life. But can't I feel like cats can survive a fall that distance without a flag like that? Can't they? Oh yeah. They can well. They got nine lives, first of all. So I remember there was a show on Animal Planet. Cats are resilient. I used to watch a show on Animal Planet called Untamed and Uncut, and it was crazy animal stories. I used to always watch that. And there was one of a cat falling like ten stories from a tree, and it lived. Like just the way they fall, and they're cats. I don't know. Cats. They're agile. Take it, hey Tom. Take it from me. Cats know how to bounce back. Oh, cats know how to bounce back. Oh, here we go. I think we gotta end on that punchline. That was so bad. No, that was clean. That was clean. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's a dad joke. Well, the Cats are the one seed heading into the postseason. We'll see if they do indeed bounce back from their last year World Series loss. But thank you guys once again for tuning in to another exciting episode of Pipe It Up. Thank you to Kyle, Jack, and Jordan Curdy for joining us on this episode. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Good teams win football team. I butchered, <laughs> I butchered that. Yeah, I think from an outside, as of, as of a, my goodness. <laughs>